Let's go up to our ring announcer. The following podcast is scheduled for one episode. And is our vantage point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Outside, we couldn't see it from our vantage point. Wrestling fans, and welcome to our vantage point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. This is episode number 24, and it is Monday, March 27th, 2017, as we edge forward to WrestleMania. I am Joe Morata. This is Michael Quinn. How we doing, Quinn? Howdy doody. Howdy doody. It's almost WrestleMania, Michael. Wow. You excited? A little bit. <laughs> you excited to see what's going to happen? Oh my goodness. If nothing else. Um, this is going to be something, it's all gonna right. It's going to be interesting, and uh, we have a couple of great things planned for you folks in the spirit of WrestleMania season. First of all, the Hall of Fame Bites. The next one comes out Wednesday, two days from now. Uh, we also have Thursday, this upcoming Thursday, the one, the only, Scott Keith. The Scooter. <laughs> the he, Net Cop. He's coming back. He's coming back, and he'll be here for our WrestleMania special, where we're going to talk about some old WrestleManias. We're also going to talk about maybe this upcoming one. Possibly. Possibly. And we also have another treat planned, do we not, Quinn, for the day after WrestleMania? Yeah, there's something in the works. There's uh, something in the works. There's you something in the water. You want to leave it as a surprise? Let's just leave it as a surprise. Uh, I mean, let's just say it might have something to do with... Uh, with WrestleMania. The WrestleMania. This WrestleMania. Yeah, and Sunshine. you might be able to... <laughs> hear from us about that so <laughs> so with that out of the way let me just reiterate to you folks as always catch us on the twitter at ovp podcast you can also email us at ovp podcast at gmail.com that is ovp podcast at gmail.com and michael quinn we are a bunch of places where else are we Woof. We are in a bunch of places, huh? <laughs> Woof. Uh, we are at the iTunes. Yes, we are. Where you can leave a review and great. let other fans know about yeah. our great podcast over here. Our cool podcast. Our cool podcast. As Marcelo would will, say. If you will. If you will. Um, there's Google Play Music. Yes, there is. There is Stitcher. Who cares? Oh! Stitcher got it. Wow. <laughs> Actually, Stitcher's good. They're not that bad. But I'm, I'm not Gorilla. There's Blueberry. Yes, there is. Not Who Cares This Week. <laughs> nope. Uh, fm.player.feet <laughs> whatever whatever it's called yes we have yeah. video too yeah we have video <laughs> youtube.com youtube.com is what it actually is yes it is and over there we got promos and live feeds and yes. the hall of fame bites are there yes they are They're, all sorts of all stuff. sorts of it's stuff. crazy and quinn i understand we have a um web domain or something that yeah, they can the check out domain.feet <laughs> um no ovppodcast.com that's right it is a site that you can <laughs> see all our stuff at there's links and stuff like that you've heard of this web <laughs> web 4.0 yeah is that we're, what we're on now we're the next generation yeah we're, no, I we're, think we're ahead. on three but. oh okay and quinn there's another place and it's actually called the place to be yes it's another website um where you can get a bunch of other wrestling podcasts yes they got awesome stuff over there you're a big fan i'm a big fan of the main mother sip the as mother they say sip, the, the, gold the, the gold standard uh the place to be podcast yes they're covering all those house shows yes they are from 85 they're in 85 right so now if you want to hear about that you can go over there and of course there's you know other podcasts sure. like clothes lines and headlines uh, and main event main event and we're there 
Yeah, and us, of course. So we're very thankful for that. So if you want to head on over there to listen to us, you can do that. That's right. You can listen to us twice. How How about about you do that? Why don't you listen to us now? Yeah. And then also, if you're not on the place to be, go listen to us over there yeah. and the other stuff there. Yeah. <laughs> and it's place to be nation.com. OVP course. all day. OVP all day. Like yeah. WrestleMania all day back in 2000. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Except better. Minus Ivory. Minus Ivory. <laughs> and the coach. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Michael, we have a show to do here. And it starts with what do you think of? So I'm ready. Why don't you ask me what I think of something? Well,. I wanted to bring up a fun personality, an interesting personality, if you will. All right. I wanted to talk today about Paul Heyman. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Paul Heyman. Really? Yes. Okay. We briefly touched upon him during the manager's discussion. Yes, we did. But i he is more than a manager. Yes, he is. He is a much more than a manager. Absolutely. He's probably one of the most influential wrestling figures of his generation i would say not because he's not vince is obviously bigger yeah and vince but it's a different generation technically he's like the punk generation of, <laughs> he's of, the grunge he's the grunge of wrestling right <laughs> yeah he's more like the nirvana yeah. okay how about we how about we call him that i don't know offspring I, I, he, he's kind of like if vince mcmahon was the beatles he's like vince he's mcmahon like, is the hank williams yeah. jr sure sure Anyway, Paul Heyman is a great talent, first and foremost. He was a tremendous manager, as Paul E. Dangerously. Yes, he was. He cut great promos. They don't have Rick Steiner with his girlfriend out here. He doesn't help the ratings. Jumpyard, jumpyard dog, he ain't out here. Me, Paul E. Dangerously, I'm out here. He was so slimy and not likable in a good yeah, way. He had that cell phone with him. He had that stupid cell phone. He had that stupid haircut. Yeah, you know, he'd, 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 really always, just... he'd always take a take a hit if he needed to, like, and do stupid shit. If, oh yeah. like if it was necessary. Like I, I recall seeing some clip where he's like in a Mantador outfit or something. <laughs> I'm sure he was. Yeah, he he would always take the fall as a good manager should. Right, and he like was Bobby engaging as, yeah. as like Bobby Wood. He was almost the closest thing that WCW had to Bobby Heenan. Yeah. Yes, definitely. I would say. Without question. He um, was a great talker. He was a great personality and yeah. a great promoter of his matches and his wrestlers. But more importantly, yes. his mind for the business. Tremendous. Is something to be said. And yes. I, I think nobody's taken their mind for the business to the level that he did. Very few have, if anyone. Yeah. He parlayed his mind for the business not only into managing, he also, I do want to mention, was a great color commentator, too. Oh, fantastic. And I, I think we can get into that later in his career. Yeah, because sure. Because it, it was highlighted more later. It was but. highlighted in the Attitude Era, but he did it before that in WCW. Right, he did. But he's obviously, you know, his big achievement in mm-hmm. his career, amongst his various accomplishments, was what he did with ECW after the initial 93, 94, yes. whatever. Yeah, when it was Eastern Championship Wrestling. <laughs> yes. Although he, he was in there when it was still Eastern. He was there, and he, he was he, Paul E. Dangerously, the character. And he had the book, if I recall, but he, he, didn't, the book. he didn't, it wasn't his full no. decisions immediately. However, there is a distinct point in, like, 90, late Four, 93, ni- late 94, 93, yeah. yeah. So, Heyman gets the book, and ECW, you know, that first year of ECW, 93 into about the summer right. of 94, when it's Eastern Championship Wrestling, it's got a lot of the older guys like Don Morocco, it's an average, Jimmy Snuka. It's an average indie fed. Yeah, and it was an say, NWA say territory. Yes, it was. And it was average. It's a very good way to put it. It was where, you know, older stars went to perform, sure. make a quick buck and leave, you know, yep. nothing special. Agreed. Uh, it did have TV. 
even then. It had TV, yeah. Um, like any promote, like this wasn't the time when, you know, like nowadays it's hard to get TV. Right. But back then, you know, you could just go get to on your a local, local channel. channel right? Exactly. And they were based in Philly, so. But ECW turned its corner in the summer of 94 when Shane Douglas cut that promo, throwing down the NWA Infamous world title. And they can all kiss my ass! What in the hell is he doing? And I would say, if you watched a lot of the programming, it was building before then. You could mm-hmm. see Paul Paul was creeping in, setting these things up. Yes. His whole idea was, what WWF is doing and what WCW is, WCW is doing sucks. Right. It's cartoony. It's dated. Yes. And it's time for a change. And nobody was really thinking this before. It was everything before Heyman did this was, we need to just elaborate and build off what we did in the 80s. Don't change anything. That's what Vince was doing. And even worse, I mean, it turned out okay, eventually, is Bischoff was copying that in 94 and 95. Right. So basically what you had was WWF and a junior WWF. Right. Which, that's no fun. I mean, right. there, why would you change the channel if it's the same thing, just with different guys? And as we alluded to last week, when rather than try to be the AWF, and yeah. be another WWF clone. And I think the AWF was a good example of what happens when you do that instead of what Paul Heyman was doing. Heyman was like, fuck it. We don't have a budget and we don't have the greatest names in the world. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to make this character driven. I'm going to make this story driven. Yes. And that's exact. And you throw in the hardcore violence here and there. But that's not all they did. At first it was... It was there, but I don't think it was what the marketers looked at when they right. when they saw ECW. Yeah. It wasn't what they sold it as. Right. Eventually, and, and very quickly, actually, that became the prevailing thought when you thought of ECW, you thought of violence. Violence. But if you go back on the network, which you can now, which is great because yep. every ECW is available, you can see that this was a well-booked, well-oiled machine. Yes, every, it was. Every single character mattered. Mm-hmm. And every single match seemed like a big deal, even the ones on, like, crappy ECW hardcore TV or whatever. Absolutely. It was just a fantastic promotion. And Paul Heyman was the visionary behind all this. What he did with some of his characters and the storylines he did is he took it to a gritty place. You'd have storylines with, like, Raven and Sandman and Tommy Dreamer. Yeah. The Pit Bulls. You know, there was I mean, a lot of this stuff that was going on. I think some of the... The stuff that started it off, like you said, with Shane Douglas. Yes, throwing down the throwing NWA down the title. title. So that kind of set the tone, right? But then shortly after that, they, they run the angle with the Sandman getting the fire in his face. Mm-hmm. Tommy, to, Now, before this, Tommy had been brutally beaten with the bamboo stick. Yeah, the, the cane, right? Yeah, and um, the Singapore cane. The Singapore this, cane. And again, that, that's just another Paul Heymanism. It was topical. It was topical. The sing, there had been a recent news story of a guy that had been Singapore caned, mm-hmm. you know, in Singapore, obviously, yeah. for, you know, some petty, cri- petty, I believe so. petty crime. I believe so. Very small crime. And it was shocking to Americans that, you know, that they would do this. So what does Paul do? He, he brings a Singapore cane and he yep. has a match where the loser has to get Singapore caned. And yep. he runs it like a serious thing. I mean, and the, the crowd is like almost crying for him. They can't believe that this, this is happening. Is taking this. And he's saying, give it, give, give, give me, me more, more yeah. give me more, you know. Yes, yes, sir. May I have another? Thank you, sir. May I have another? That was the famous line. Now, meanwhile, on USA Network, you have Doink the Clown. Jerry the King Waller, you finally added Cheesy to Queasy and Sleazy. Yeah. 
And this is the difference. Right. This is why Paul Heyman was brilliant at utilizing what he had. Right. That's true. And I, and just to elaborate again and bring yeah. it back to the Sandman point, the Sandman, that guy, who cares? If you saw him in the early days of ECW, you'd be like, what? Yeah, like it, what is it's this? kind of like a pop belly like guy in tights that yes. kind of he's stupid kind of sloppy tights. and stupid but then he changes him into this guy in zuba pants alcoholic alcoholic smoking smoking and all this stuff and all of a sudden you got a character and it doesn't matter how good of a wrestler is everyone wants to pay money to go see him every week yeah absolutely and he he pulled that off with raven with johnny polo you know he was able to transform characters we could obviously talk a lot about ECW. We don't yeah. have the time to do so. But I, I think there's some important points and barriers to hit. There are. Um, like, for example, breaking down the wall of the backstage and that, that fire in his face thing. Yeah. That led to a whole scene, which the only closest thing WWF to making it feel real like that was the Pillman's got a gun. And I think yeah. that's what the intention was. Probably. But this was the Sandman gets fire in his face and it's treated like it was an accident. Right. And they actually take the cameras to the backstage and the wrestlers are acting not like wrestlers. They're acting like concerned employees. And this is their fellow employee. Yeah. And they're mad at Tommy because he messed up. And, and, you know, woman, they're calling her Nancy. Yeah. And and like uh, and it's all backstage and it looks completely real. It looks more real than anything the WWF ever even tried to attempt. Actually, it was the it was the Vince Russo mentality before Vince Russo. Right. And it's probably where Vince Russo got it. Yeah. Right. They were in the Philly area, which meant let's put it this way. The ECW influence could be felt in that area. Yeah, definitely. But what Hammond did is not only did he, you know, promote these tremendous storylines, build these tremendous characters. What he did is he took this regional nothing promotion that primarily wrestled in small halls and bingo, you know, literally a bingo the hall. The joke was a bingo hall. Yeah, it but, literally but was. It, they yeah. used to do midnight bingo after sometimes. Right, at the ECW Viking arena. Hall, yeah. What he did is he got this promotion on pay-per-view. Which he is got this promotion. Unbe- unbelievable. Yeah. He got this promotion, a video game deal. Yes. He got this promotion on cable. Uh, cable, yeah. Cable TV with TNN. And even, even though that was so that, you know, say what you will about what happened to it. Yeah, but speaking about how Paul Hammond was able to accomplish this. Yes. Tremendous and, mind and drive and determination. And there's some negatives there. Like, um, of course, I know people will say that, you know, maybe he didn't know how to run a business very well. That's the great consensus. He was a great mind. But when it came to the financial end of it, it right. wasn't his forte. No. And I've seen a lot of stuff with him. He He's the first one to admit he, yeah. you know, he was running it by the seat of his pants. He was doing yep. his best. And you know what? Another thing I like about Paul with the way his management style was, though, yep. is that he taught so many people how to do everything everything in the business because they were running a promotion out of the back of a truck basically yeah the little promotion that could yeah you know i mean th- the the great stories about taz uh designing the t-shirts bubba ray dudley doing bookings and stuff yeah, like bubba that ray you know? was like his right hand man yeah. and and to see these guys because they had done all tommy dreamer was selling tickets people stevie were, richards stevie was richards doing stuff. the hotline yeah the hotline and he was van buren on the hotline <laughs> yeah, but to see that all these people got taught and if you notice, Paul's influence on them to teach them how to do this because he couldn't mm-hmm. or he didn't he couldn't do everything. Yeah, of course not. Those guys have 
a life in the business because of him. That's a very good point. You will never see Stevie Richards go away because he really does know how to run things. Or uh, Bubba Ray Dudley. Or Bubba Ray, yeah. Or Tommy Dreamer. Any any wrestling promotion in the world would hire those guys as they're older, not as wrestlers, just no, to run things. as, thi- as someone to run things. So his influence is ridiculous. It, it's like it, far-reaching, further-reaching than meets the eye, I'd say. Yes. You know, I would definitely say that. This is a testament to his legacy, let's say. The fact that you can say ECW and people know what that is. Still, I still you get ECW chance to this day at WWE events. Yep. That's all you got to say. That's really. a huge testament to what he did there. That's not all he's done. Right. When that promotion closed, he hopped over to WWF. And also, it, we'd be remiss not to mention that after that promotion closed, there was a period of, I think Heyman was at his lowest as a person, as, personally, a, as yeah. a personally, as a businessman, yeah, just a person in general. I think he was he was hated by a couple people. A lot of sure. people were mad that he failed to keep it going. You know what? Bad decisions aside, there's no way that promotion was going to last forever. That it man just was, wasn't. That man was running everything, and he was running it on no sleep. Yeah. If you saw him in the last months oh, of ECW, yeah. he looked. Horrible. horrible like and and he tried everything he could to keep that company in business it just wasn't gonna happen no and it was never designed to but you can't say he didn't try he tried and he did great he also was a great commentator in the attitude era he was part of the invasion angle right but obviously his most notable post ecw thing is what he's still doing now right and that's as a mouthpiece for brock lesnar which he's been since the beginning of lesnar's career Which is awesome that they still keep that continuity there. Yes. However, um, he also started doing that with CM Punk. That yes. The in-between. Absolutely. Um, and that was another notable position. Absolutely. If you will. And I can't say enough about how good it showed that his managerial skills were always there. Always there. He had he, his promotion skills, his promotional skills, the ability to know and connect with your audience. Right. He seems to even at his older age now, he's not old, old, his but 51 he's, or he's, two. Yeah, he's in his mid 50s, but he still has the pulse of the people. And that's rare that you find someone that can sustain that ability yeah. for that. Long. Right. To be honest with you. To this day, I still don't know why Vince has such a problem with him running a seg- even a segment of the WWE. I don't know that Paul Heyman wants to. He has his own business. He's right. there strictly as an employee to advocate, as he says, you know, for Brock Lesnar. I'm just thinking back to the, the one part we didn't mention, the the one really bad part. When he was the, running ECW. The new ECW. And this wasn't his fault. This no. was Vince wanting to make the new ECW something that it wasn't. And uh-huh. he, he, he gave it to Paul thinking, oh, Paul's going to make it successful again. And when Vince didn't have Bobby Lashley winning championships on ECW, he was like, what's this? This isn't what I wanted. Yeah. You know? The thing is, is that a guy like Paul Heyman is not designed to have anyone above him right. to do the type of work he needs if to do. If you're going to hire a Paul Heyman, you have to say, I'm not in control of this anymore. And Vince can't do that. And that's fine. But I do appreciate that Vince recognizes Paul Heyman's ability he to does. promote. The door is always open to Paul Heyman, if you've noticed over yes. the years. He, no matter how many shakeups Paul's had with Vince. Yep. You know, he was paying Paul in the ECW days, yeah. when, even when Paul was talking crap about even him. Even though he his, doesn't want to admit it, it's right. true. Because he knew that it was vital to keep Paul open yes, to make talent come to him. Yep. So to sum him up, Quinn, uh, I would say, as a manager, great manager. Fantastic manager. One of the best, yeah. as we've said, you know, last week. Yeah. As a commentator, great color commentator. 
as a promoter of a promotion, one of the best because he was successful at doing something that... Honestly, that little shit promotion shouldn't have had any business. No business. And on the other hand, just to be fair, you know, he did have his woes, I guess you'd say, with business. He certainly did. And he wasn't, you know, wasn't perfect. Wasn't without warts. Absolutely. However, the end result for the fan Mm -hmm. is pure brilliance. That's great. I think that sums it up perfectly, Quinn. His influence is widespread. It was the reason, uh, partially, for the Attitude Era. Right. Without Paul Heyman, there is there, no, there's no there Attitude really Era. Isn't. I've said this before. Without Paul, there's n- it really isn't there. No. And without Paul Heyman, Brock Lesnar is not what he is. No d- question about it. Yeah. And, I mean, I feel like Brock Lesnar is just a footnote, honestly, on, on Paul Heyman's career. On Paul's everything. Like, yeah. I think he is one of the best minds and personalities that the business has ever and will ever seen. Back after this. Austin is a sick, no good, son of a dirty. You know, if you want a job in the Alliance, I can put in a good word for you with Steph and Shane because, and with Stone Cold because it looks to me like you're running out of WWE well, superstars. I wouldn't be pink carried off. I'll get out of the business and go back to Oklahoma and go to a football game. The bottom line here is Austin is paranoid. He is sick. He didn't give Angle any warning when he, he threw him off that, that stage. He's a sick human being, and he's running scared. He stole the man's medals. Oh, hey, look, if the roles are reversed, Austin would have thrown Angle over the bridge. And Kurt Angle didn't call Austin. You tell me that Kurt Angle wouldn't have thrown Stone Cold off he that bridge? Right what, you out of your mind? No, I'm not. Let me tell you something. Kurt Angle would have thrown Stone Cold off that bridge. Stone Cold had a kiddie pool. Oh, please, he had a kiddie pool to fall back into. He was going to throw Stone Cold off the bridge. Steve Austin is alive today because of his oh, great yeah, self right. friend. That's a bunch you of crap. You want to have more you know respect it. for Stone Cold Austin? Why not? Even less for you. And I'll tell you this. On the, on the, on the, it's an unforgiven. Austin's going to get his ass whipped. He's going to get his ass whipped in Pittsburgh. By who? And he knows by Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle. By Kurt Angle. Don't get up there. Get out of your mind. my ass. Hello, wrestling fans. Joe and Quinn here. We are actually cutting into this regularly scheduled episode to just tell you something real quick, aren't we, Quinn? Yes, we are. Uh, folks, last Wednesday, the wife of Jim Ross unfortunately passed away. Yes. And first and foremost, I want to state that our prayers are with JR and his family. Yeah, definitely. This is a tragic accident, and it is something that's very sad. And I know that we're not alone in voicing our support for JR. Yeah, so we, totally, yeah. Our, we, our prayers are with him. We wanted to do our due diligence as wrestling fans out of respect for Jim Ross and mention that. Um, in this episode, you will hear discussion about JR and not in a negative light. No, but you not w- at all. You will hear him discussed, and I just wanted to make sure it was very clear that anything said, which again, not negative, uh, was pre-recorded. Yes. So we just wanted to be fair here and break protocol and mention that our condolences are with Jim Ross and his family. Yes. During this period of time. We're with you, JR. We're with you, JR. And now we present you with your regularly scheduled episode of Our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. And welcome back, wrestling fans, to our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. This is episode number 24, March 27th, 2017. Thank you so much for being with us. Quinn, it's time for our next segment. Yes, it is. We're going to put a few things on uh, Mount Rushmore and send a few things down to Death Valley today. And it's 
my pick, which I'm very, very excited about. I know you are. (laughs) I've been hyping it. Champing at the bit, if you will. (laughs) Thank you. So today, Quinn, what we're going to put on Mount Rushmore and what we're going to send to Death Valley is... Professional Wrestling Commentators. Ooh, here we go. (laughs) Let me explain the criteria real quick, just to be clear, for the folks at home and for you. Four of the best, four of the worst, right? But, however, however, not play-by-play specifically or color commentary specifically. We're just talking any commentator, the best of the best. Right. So, theoretically, we could hypothetically wind up with four color commentators on there. I don't think we will. Very hypo. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of hypo. Yeah. Uh, but, so there's no distinction drawn is what I'm trying to say. It's, right. It's just four guys that you want behind the mic. This isn't some dream commentary no, team. No, no, no. It's Not four that a four-man commentary no. <laughs> team would ever be a dream because oh. just go watch SmackDown. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Quinn, since I have the pick, I give you the stick. What do you want? So, um, I'm going to go with the obvious first. <clears throat> Who's that? Gorilla Monsoon. Okay. I mean, All right. he is the inspiration for our show. <laughs> <laughs> he, does, he does uh, make quite a few appearances on here. Yeah. Hello, everyone. I'm Gorilla Monsoon along with Bobby the Brain Heenan. A lot of gorilla He's always hanging out. <laughs> He's always just chilling. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. We did discuss him in detail already. Yes, we did. He is ridiculed by uh, the Observer followers you know yeah people that in like 1992 <laughs> they're not ridiculing him anymore when they have to deal with the likes of like byron every day yeah that's like, true david atunga yeah um see i want to put him on there like as a knee-jerk reaction right but i think we need to you to, want some more discussion i think we need to discuss more give me a break okay we, you and i have already made our feelings clear hey gorilla is the voice of the classic era of the WWE. He is. I think that's a good argument alone for why he would immediately be on Mount Rushmore. I think you're right. I mean, the the criteria is who do you want to hear announcing a match, right? Not necessarily who knows all the names of all the moves and all this crap. Right. Who do you want to hear? Whose voice do you want to hear? Right. Will you stop? Yeah, I mean, okay. With with that as the criteria, Gorilla is the easy pick. I don't think I ever complain about Gorilla being behind no, the mic. I don't think so. Um, there's not there's nothing he's in that I'm ever like this sucks. I wish this wasn't Gorilla. Right. I, I don't understand <laughs> why he just wouldn't. He's like kind of like an automatic. I think what's harder with the Rushmore is that you don't have as many spaces. But however. Even that being said, I think Gorilla is an easy, like, George Washington on this thing. Like, <laughs> well, he is probably going to be the oldest one. Yeah. <laughs> now, you you remember, if we put him on, we can't take him back. I know we can't, but I, I can't conceivably see him not being on the Mount Rushmore. I mean, some of the, the things that define him as an announcer, besides his little catchphrases, to me, and I think we've said it, WrestleMania 3. Right. The irresistible force meeting the immovable object. The irresistible force meeting well, anything the with immovable Bobby. object. Anything with Bobby Keenan. Will you stop? Right. You know, I mean, how do you even like I mean, how about get this? around How that? about this? Before we put him on, let's yeah. just talk about some of the other best. All right. I'll throw one at you then. Okay. Jim Ross. What the hell is this? Yes. Oh, man. Jim Ross. Yeah. I I think Jim Ross gets a lot of crap from Vince McMahon, like I've said, but <laughs> yeah. he gets a lot of crap for, like, his yelly phase. 
Yeah. Oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah, exactly. Oh my God. That. Oh by God and all that. By God. Basically, yeah. yeah, yeah. That era. Booger that, Red. Booger Red. Hoss. Hoss. Yeah. All the all the nonsense he always says. He always called Edge Christian, no matter what. <laughs> but you know, like at the end of the day, Jr. is like an all time great. He is like, and he did it in two distinct eras right he was in the 80s and into the 90s the nwa wcw announcer and he was very much in the vein and in the mold of gordon soley yes he was very smooth technical there's a it comes a gut wrench and the impact focused directly on the lower back Busted again and he can't hold it call the wrestling moves but he was able to transition into the attitude era yep the yelling era but, but sell the drama and the emotion well yeah i'm <laughs> I'm, I'm saying that like it was like, i'm not saying that in a negative way i know I'm, you're I'm not. saying that like i kind of like that he would freak out because sure. it's like that's exciting like, when, you know what i mean when, when Aust- yeah. austin's doing anything ridiculous I was like say, i want to hear jr say that when austin won the title yeah. for the first time austin JR. wins austin wins JR's the voice of that. Yeah. Hell in the Cell 98. Right. Yeah. yeah JR. WrestleMania 17. Yeah. JR. And just the voice of Raw. The voice of Raw. When Raw was at its peak. When it was can't miss television. Right. That you always heard JR. There was never a day. <sighs> Where you didn't hear JR back then. I know, and he was incredible, and he knew how to sell the matches, sell the moves, put everything over. I want to propose one, even okay. though we have JR. And we and have Gorilla we nearby. Have gorilla, no one's on yet. There's one that I think might be a little controversial being on there, but okay. I do think he could be in that territory. The King. I know a lot of people don't like The King, but The King is really good when he's on. I would say if there's a top 10 list, he might might make an appearance at number eight or nine. Yeah. I don't think he's top four material. I, I, I wasn't sure either, but I just wanted to put him out there because I think at the very least, I don't think he's going to make Death Valley. He won't. But I don't I think, see that. I'm not sure if he's going to make Mount Rushmore. Puppies, JR! You have to compare him to Bobby Heenan, and that should be your answer right there. Right. Well, but, I mean, you got four spots, so just say, just theoretically, say you had two color and two play-by-plays, then, like, King could possibly be in there. Not when Jesse Ventura exists. Right, and that's that would probably be the next one to bring up. I would say, for my money, Jesse Ventura, and again, he was mainly a color comic. He did sometimes do play-by-play. It was weird. He goes for an Irish whip. Reverses it wide and throws the Funk Brothers together. Chico Santana's into the ring. And both the Funks are out onto the floor. And Jimmy Hart's going to have to get him out there and regroup him more. He was good at it, but right. Jesse Ventura is one of the greatest wrestling announcers of he is. all time. He is. Literally one of the greatest of and all time. And I'm not going to sit back here and say King is better than Bobby he or Jesse. Not. But I just wanted to put him out there because he's Jr.'s like he's Partner. Jr.'s like companion when it comes to commentary. It's like it's hard to think of Jr. without King, and I, I really think that because I, I I think Jr. suffers when King's not there. I think King suffers more when Jr. I do there. too. But I think they're both when they're together. It's magic. You it's know? magic. 
but I don't think King is a better announcer than Bobby Heenan. And I've heard Heenan with Jim Ross. That's know, and, true. And, yeah. And JR doesn't lose a beat, you right. know. And Bobby Heenan's good but with Bobby's mo- kind of leading in that most case. Most everybody. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I mean, All right. Well, we have omitted one, right. I think, in my mind. And it's Gordon Soley. Well, thank you. Thank you so very much. So, I mean, as much as I'm not a fan of uh, the play, A high vertical play, But why, really? <laughs> Come on! I know that he is was great in his time, but the problem with that is that people came along at play-by-play that were just simply better than him. I mean, when I listen back to him, I swear, this is going to sound really bad, okay. but sometimes I'm like, this is worse than Cole, like, because really? it's so boring, and that's nothing against him. I understand. It was just a different time, but can I say he's on Mount Rushmore? No. Really? No. All right. I, I can't stand for that. Let's run through here any other potential candidates before we start narrowing it down. I'm going to say one again. This is a controversial one. Vince McMahon himself. More ridiculed than anyone we have mentioned. Yes. More bombastic than anyone we have mentioned. The ultimate warrior, the macho man, Randy Savage. What a matchup! What a summer slam! But if, as you said before, he could put over the product. Absolutely. Better than anybody because it's his product. Absolutely. You know? I think if you're going to say Vince McMahon, though, Tony Schiavone. Hi, everyone! I'm Tony Schiavone! Hmm, Tony Schiavone, yes. He was, he was excellent. He was excellent. He totally could put over anything, and he, again, ridiculed a lot. But yeah, I think but for the wrong reasons. Unrightfully so. Yeah, I think for the wrong reasons because a lot he he didn't own the place, so he can't. If somebody tells him you got to say this, he's got to say this. Say it. Right? And he worked for the dumbest place ever, so <laughs> of course he was saying the dumbest <laughs> things ever. Like, <laughs> I mean, fair. it's true. But he was a great announcer. Yeah, I mean, he could shill any garbage that WCW was putting over, like the Kiss Demon or something. Like, yeah. it, it didn't matter. Shivani could handle it. Ladies and gentlemen, the debut of a brand new wrestler from kiss is right upon it now you don't put mike tenay in this discussion do you as no, one of the greatest no, no, no. joey styles uh, it was good at what he did let but... me say this about joey styles he's one of the only guys and i know gordon would do it by himself sometimes but i think joey styles perfected the one-man team like he was good at it there, there's no time when I'm watching a show with Joey Styles and his one-man crew on uh-huh. ECW where I'm like, this isn't good. Like, I, I That's actually, true. Like, that, to me, takes a little bit of skill. It does. That, like, he could, for, like, many years, carry, mm-hmm. a, carry a commentary crew on it by himself. I'll give him that. Does it put him on Mount Rushmore? I don't think so. I don't think so. He is a more specialized case. He's not a Death Valley no, but definitely he's not, not. He's again. He's he's just below Rushmore. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I think Quinn. I'm going to solidify a pick here. If you're okay with it, so am I. Uh, Jesse the Body Ventura oh, for Mount for, Rushmore first, huh? Yeah. Um, uh, there's no question in my mind. He's one of the best announcers ever. He knew how to be funny, but he also knew how to sell every aspect of a true. wrestling match. I, w- I put Jesse there, but I also think we should just solidify Gorilla at this point. Well. I, I, I mean, we've gone through a lot of the straight, man. Let's put Jesse on right now. Okay. 
Because we have to. Yeah, we have to. We have to put him on. Yeah. There's no way around it. He, in my mind, is someone that when you... I'm never, ever disappointed to hear Jesse Ventura. I've never heard anyone say Jesse was bad, ever. Ever. It's rare. Some people, you know, I have people heard people say, say they, that they, 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 there's stuff they dislike about Bobby, like later in his career when he yep. might spoil stuff or whatever. And uh, obviously, we've heard bad things about Gorilla, yeah, and Jim Ross. But Jesse, I've never actually heard a negative no. about him from anybody. And I mean, I agree that he's great. So he's one of the I guess, best. I've I guess ever that heard. does make sense that he would be the first in because okay. if, he, if there's no negative, then it's yeah, hard to best. it's hard to not. He could sell the sporting aspect of it, the wrestling aspect, the athletic, the story storyline he was a realist people always call him the first heel commentator and he did lean towards the heels he was in my mind the first smart commentator he was the first honest commentator yes he because, didn't put up with the shit well what i always liked about jesse was is that if for example he liked the macho man when he first came in as a heel yes but when he was a face and he was the champion he like was still like i was on the macho yeah. bandwagon before anybody and he would still hope that he would win you know i've been on the macho bandwagon a lot longer than any other announcer the talent this guy had two three years ago he still liked macho man right exactly he, he appreciated good wrestling he did not like hypocrisy he called out gorilla on it he right. called out vince on it yep that was revolutionary wait a minute now he's helping sherry that's illegal that is illegal right there macho. it certainly is he has no right to put his hands on sherry yeah, it would, no announcer would have logic yes. that actually would be like in the real world. Yep, and he had a great voice. He right. just the drama. He could sell the drama, of and something. he just was deliberate. Like he seemed like he cared about what he was talking about. Yes, he was. Yeah, right. he was very good at seeming like he cared because I think he did. I think he cared about his job. He did. He was great at it. So he's a no brainer in my opinion. Now we let's go to Gorilla here. Yeah, I think I'm gonna have to agree with you. Yeah. You know how he's my favorite announcer. He's yeah, he's our favorite um for both of us, but all that aside, I think you can still say he's like one of the best yeah. straight men. He just he just knew how to deliver what he needed to say. Like he was a voice of a generation. Yeah. I mean, he's very versatile if you think about it because like I even love his stuff with Johnny Polo. Me too. You have to know that he knows he's being made fun of because he, he, he was quick. He doesn't care. Like, yeah, and that he would he he could play in anything. And even the the even seeing the stuff in his later career, I always put a smile on my face. Like when he was just when he didn't care as much, and like he was like on like superstars in like ninety eight or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, like he didn't give a shit anymore. Yeah. Like, whatever. Yeah, exactly. You got to be getting excited about President Monsoon about a WrestleMania and Mike Tyson. Boy, oh boy, it is going to be a classic. Probably one of the greatest. WrestleManias in the history of the World Wrestling Federation and the enforcer Mike Tyson certainly will make his presence felt. You know what speaks volumes to me about Gorilla is that he is a part of the two best um, WWF commentary teams in my opinion with Jesse Ventura and with Bobby Heenan. Right. And, and it, then the fact that he's with both kind of says something. He was the guy Vince trusted to do the pay-per-views. Yes. And guess who did him after Gorilla? Vince. Right. It took Vince a long time to let that go. Right. Until the Attitude Era. So and Gorilla was the only person he trusted, really. Gorilla was really one of the few people he trusted. Yeah. That I don't think he gave any shit to. No. I mean, was, Gorilla was his senior. Yeah. Honestly. It he was. He was one of the rare people that could probably say no to Vince McMahon. And he probably did sometimes. Yeah. And he was a great announcer, and I love hearing his voice. I'm going to go with you, Quinn. Let's put him on Mount Rushmore. Let's do it. All right. 
Oh, there it is. Ah, oh, there it is. The gorilla man. <laughs> uh, we've yeah. got we've got two left, Quinn. So who are we kicking around here? Well, the ones I'm thinking of right now is Jr. Yeah, and Bobby. Right. Yeah. That's that's why I was thinking. There's no way King can make this. No, no, King. King can't make it. Gordon Sully's out, huh? Be, yeah, I, I can't have Suplay be around. <laughs> no, no Suplay no involved. Suplay. I, I know we have fans of who love Gordon, but... You're really not feeling him, huh? I can't, All really. Right. I'm not gonna fight you on that, trust me. I can't me. really, like... I feel like it seems, like, almost obvious. Like, the, the only two could be Bobby and JR. Now, you threw Vince out there, but he's not better than either of them. No, he he just isn't. Let me put it this way. I think Vince is close. Like, Vince I think is he's close. very close. It was, like, surprisingly close. Vince is close, but if it comes down to wanting to hear JR and, or Vince, I'm going to go with JR. Right. That is, I think, a good way to measure it. Right. You and, know? I agree. And, I, and Shivani. See, Shivani's great, but we yeah. got Bobby Heenan. Yeah. Like, JR's up there. He doesn't, he trumps Shivani. Right. Def- uh, throwing JR on there. Yeah. I mean, he's the other voice of a generation. Yeah. He was the voice of the Attitude Era for crying and out loud. And WCW for a while. And WCW for a while. So I think he's got to be on yeah. there. Let's put Definitely. him on. Okay. All right. So we have one more. Right. I can't believe Bobby's being a struggle to put on. But you but see why, right? There's, there it's are only because of the other guys, but I mean. so good. Okay. Are you going to put Shivani above Bobby? Mm-hmm. Body work. Yeah. Now, so this is why it's interesting because it's a color commentator and a play-by-play guy. Now, I want to defend Bobby here against some of the criticisms I've heard. What, because that he the, spoils matches? No, stop that. That he <laughs> didn't. They didn't know the finish. First of all, the NWO thing. Yeah, they didn't know that's how to the time. No, that's the one that everyone brings up. That the strike against Bobby always is the. Yeah. Uh, but whose side is he on yeah. when Hulk Hogan's coming to the ring? Second of all, it's fucking WCW Bobby Heenan. No yeah. one cares about him. We're he, not. No one cares. Yeah, no one. It's yeah. WWF Bobby that we're talking about mainly. And he had a, bit, a couple more flubs on uh, WCW, if yeah. I recall, Hog Wild not being just being drunk. Yeah. Let's. In fact, let's hear a clip of that right now. He's, 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 he's doing something with our minds. He's he's, he's messing with our minds. My man is Andre the Giant against Hulk Hogan. It's for the 93,000 people. Yeah. yeah, pretty bad. Yeah. So let's go back to my defense of Bobby Heenan here. A lot of the criticisms I have read about him is that he was only comedic and he was only funny and mm. he, he never sold anything serious. That's not true. No, that's not true at all. And I've, I've heard him on house shows plenty of times discuss about even people he doesn't like how they could be a threat. And just the fact that sometimes the... The contradiction with Bobby was is that he, if he's talking crap about somebody, it's generally because he considers them a threat. Like, you, yeah. And you knew that. Like, yes. you knew Bobby's a big coward. Yes. So the people he didn't like were obviously threats. That that should have set alarm bells off to the viewer. They were conditioned to know that Bobby was a big coward. Right. But here's where I think we have to put him on. You ever watch Royal Rumble 92? Oh, it's like one of the finest broadcasts by any two right. commentators ever. Former Intercontinental Champion, former Tag Team Champion. He'd love to be one Wrestling Federation Champion. And he's got as good as chance as anybody. You ever watch WrestleMania 8? Oh, reverse neckbreaker. Get up. Get him up, perfect. Get it's a little bit of time. Get him up. Some well-needed time. Get him up. Give me something to drink. Somebody give me something to drink. 
Give me some water. Specifically the flair match. Right. He is selling the match. He's not being funny. He could put himself in the match. Yes. That's something that you can't say about a lot of guys. No, I personally don't think, Quinn. Mm-hmm. I actually think Jesse Ventura is an overall better color guy. I really do. He's not mm. as funny as Bobby Heenan, but I think he's better. Yeah, because he adds the wrestler insight a little bit more, even and, though Bobby knows, but it's like he's a manager at the end yeah. of the day. But Tony Schiavone, if we compare him to the play-by-play guys that are on there, Gorilla and Jim Ross, he is behind the two of them. Right. Bobby Heenan is almost neck and neck with Jesse Ventura. Right. So I, I think it's a it's a no brainer. It's got to be Bobby. I think I think if you're cool with it, I will turn my key with you, and we can put Bobby Heenan on because that's a voice that I'm also never disappointed to hear. No, when you, you know? hear Bobby, you're ready to go. You're, you're this going to be a fun time. It could be a fucking Boston Garden House show. Yeah. It could be Maple Leaf Gardens, whatever it is. Yeah. If, I was just gonna say, I, I think it's two different modes with Bobby and Jesse. I don't think is. I don't think it's two different like one's better or the or one's worse i think it's just like it's a different style it's a different style but i still think jesse's the overall better announcer probably not by much not by much not by much yeah and my favorite team is gorilla and bobby oh no doubt about it but jesse and gorilla are right there too okay there we go bobby heenan bobby heenan is on there We've done it, Quinn. So the final Rushmore is... Jesse Ventura. Bobby the Brain. Gorilla Monsoon. Yep. And Jim Ross. Jim Ross, there you go. That is a good top four. Yep. Folks, why don't you let us know your Rushmore of announcers? Yep. Quinn, they have a couple of ways they can email us, but they can also tell us on our website. Yeah, there's a comment section on the website. All you have to do is go to ovppodcast.com. Yep. And you can look for the... um, this the episode. entry for this yep. episode and yep. there's a leave a comment and you can just do it right there and let us know what you think yep and of course we also accept uh tweets yeah of course <laughs> we the, take the tweets. tweets and the, we accept everything so uh let us know folks and now quinn let us move on to death valley this is going to be interesting <laughs> yes it will i think you should say some criteria here first for death valley because okay I yeah, mean, because we could go in a lot of directions here yeah, i mean there are some stinkers out there <laughs> all right it can't be someone, like, immediately coming to mind, maybe for people, is Art Donovan. Right. Oh, how much does that guy weigh? Gorilla, is he dead? What is he going to do? Throw him out of the ring? Art Donovan's the immediate go-to, right? That was one time. Yeah. I'm talking about someone that did this enough that they were, like, considered a color commentator or a play-by-play announcer. Now, what about, like, Mike McGurk? Does that count? Are we pulling that in? Is that enough? Because she didn't do just one. She did. She was there for a couple months as a commentator. I mean, I guess we could, um, but I'm not, I'm talking about, I mean, yeah, all right. I'll throw one at you, okay? okay. This but those, is, Mike McGurk, no. Uh, I don't, she's, I don't she's, know. She just doesn't count, right? And you can throw her at me, and, um, but let's, let, let me give you one. Here's, sure. here's the type of thing I'm talking about. <laughs> Larry Zabisco. Oh, man. That yeah. is someone I don't want behind the mic, ever. Larry Nabisco is <laughs> the worst thing. <laughs> well, he's not the worst. I wouldn't say he's the worst ever, but he's pretty bad. Well, I, can I just say this? Yeah. New world owner. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> when you had to hear that every week for like a year and a half. There's a reason. Reason he never got elevated beyond the like first hour of Nitro. <laughs> That's true. He yeah. was always they would like get rid of him and bring in Bobby. Yeah, they were like, no, no, 
<laughs> no. no he, but they would even keep Tanae, which was more hilarious. Yeah. Like, it's like, wow, you really suck. Like, he was pretty bad. He was yeah. hard to listen to. His voice is so annoying. Like, well, you know, Steve, Steve Dahl was trying to get an offensive going, but the mall, well, he just got reversed right there. The motor runs him down. What are they? <laughs> New world odor. New world odor. New world odor. New world New world odor. Yeah, exactly. That. So I don't know. He he came first to my mind, Quinn. Uh, I don't know. What do you have in mind besides Mike McGurk? Okay. What about the Duke of Doherty? <laughs> Duke Doherty, folks. In the same vein as Mike McGurk. Oh, uh, yeah, but Duke Doherty, like, for whatever reason, is so much more grating and terrible. Like, <laughs> oh, Mike McGurk was bad, but. Yeah. Duke Doherty? Duke Doherty. Jake the Snake is going to get squished tonight by the Sika. What else is there to say about him than that he's not like, ah, <laughs> this match is bad. Ah, yeah, sounds like, like he's taking a poop. He sounds like Seth Rollins mixed with Stephanie McMahon yeah. on helium. Like, he's <laughs> terrible. But ah. he was only in the Boston area. Is, am I true. correct yeah, about I don't, that? I don't think he did but much But he does else. appear on a lot of house shows. Like, a lot. I've heard him a bunch of times. Yeah, like, yeah. way too much. He sucked. Yeah. Was it that he just, Boston people were used to him or something? something like i guess but like if the most of people in boston were at the show so they didn't have to hear him yeah so i don't know what that was about <sighs> yeah he's <laughs> i i don't know why he exists like, like he was, he was horrible in the ring too <laughs> yes like, he was he was just an overall bad wrestling personality just like he was a golden terror was he i think so well that's unfortunate <laughs> The golden pea stain, Duke of Doherty. All right. Before, well, well, I think he's like, would you say he's on there? I mean, like, he he's awful. We, he's worse than Larry Zabisco. Yeah. I don't know that we can find much worse, but we're talking color guys. Are there well, Are there any really bad play-by-play I got, guys? I got kind of one, right, but I don't ahead. know. Again, I don't know if it's going to fall in the Art Donovan, but I feel like it was enough. What? <laughs> Oklahoma. <laughs> No, that was a gimmick. No, 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 no. Oklahoma is one of the worst things I've ever heard happen. Oklahoma. Oh, man. That was really bad. I... He could, he could. I mean, it was on a lot of nitros, like for a while. No, it wasn't and, like, that thunder bad. and stuff. I, he, remember thunder? <laughs> yeah, remember thunder. Yeah. Review WCW thunder. Hey, yeah. by the way. We had said a while back, right. if we get two iTunes reviews that mention that, yeah. we would review WCW Thunder. One We've more. only gotten one, Ruben Vasquez Jr., right. so, our, our, our main man right there. One more review WCW Thunder, and we're, we're there. Hey, by the way, if I know you're listening, Justin Hand. Have you left us an iTunes review yet? Because if not, you need to, buddy. Yeah. You can't be, you can't be the super fam. <laughs> and Borden, I know you're out there. You guys can do it. Anyway, you know, back to the announcers here. Oklahoma, no. Uh, no. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm I, about, I like, know. I just need to throw him out there because he is horrible. Fine, <laughs> fine. He is horrible. Now, okay, go ahead. That, since that one doesn't count, yeah. and what about... What about Cole? No. Because... As hard as he can be to listen to sometimes, right? his overall body work, I know you don't like him. Sometimes you're a little unfair to him. He he's, is not the worst announcer I've ever heard. No like, way. Okay, here's the problem with Cole to he's me. Not, Let me. Here's just my argument for why Cole is horrible. Go ahead. It's simply just because of the fact that we always say how like it's good to put over the product, right? Sure. But the way he does it is in such an overly shilly, like, transparent I can just tell that, I know. like why he's doing what he's doing. And 
I just don't consider that a quality of a good announcer. All I know is I've been doing that show for 337 episodes, so I must be doing something right. And and what the fuck are you doing? What the fuck are you doing? It's less of a reflection on him than it is of the way WWE operates now, though. He has had great moments. He was awesome with Taz on SmackDown. Fair. Fair and he was very yeah. good with the original version of JBL, not like the Maggle version. Maggle, 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 Maggle. Yeah, the the, like heel version. The heel, like mid late 2000s JBL. He was very good with him. Right. I don't think Cole is as bad as sometimes um, you think, or maybe even I think. He's he's decent. Okay, but at least we addressed him. We addressed because Cole. I know people would ask because a lot of people don't like Cole. I know. Like, I, I and I get. And it. I don't like. Trust Cole, me, but... I don't really either. But I wouldn't call him amongst the worst. Okay. I mean, Byron Saxon is worse than him. I don't understand. I don't understand how the WWE Universe eliminates Byron Saxton. And I don't think even Byron. What what about Byron? I don't even think he can make it. He hasn't been doing it long enough. Do you think? I mean, it's been a a few years now, right? Since like 2011 or something. Um, I don't know. It's a while. Like. Mm. I mean, Byron sucks. He he's he's bad. Like, he's actually bad. Right. You know what I mean? Byron is just like a stooge. Like he is. I know Coach was very stoogy, but Byron is another level. Like yeah, a bad. Coach was pretty bad too. Yeah, but Coach actually became like a, a gimmick. Like, like, yeah, fun, he yeah. became fun. So right. it's like I kind of like okay. forgive Coach because he was decent. He was decent. Yeah. Uh you know who is really <laughs> Oh, oh no! I'm sorry. <laughs> JBL is pretty bad overall. <laughs> I know I said Cole was good with the original version. You know what of I don't him? like about JBL is he comes off as like very insincere. And then, oh my god! In the Wikipedia yeah, reading, I was just going to say the Wikipedia is the other thing. It's the fact that <laughs> it sounds like he's at his worst at the Royal Rumble every year. Every year that he did the Royal Rumble, like yeah, you know he's been in for fifteen. Yeah. Which, no, shut up! I know that's greater than bad uh, news, Brad. Yeah. Like you just looked at Wikipedia just now. <laughs> like there's no way that you knew that bad news Brown at like. 10 minutes and 36 <laughs> seconds into the rumble was like there. It's important is spot 25. Hulk Hogan has entered twice. 91 and 91. You know yeah. what I mean? Like the, the worst version of watching raw in the modern era, besides the, whatever content was going on was when the commentary team and, and I'm not crappy on King here. Yeah. Was Cole, JBL and King. Oh my God. That was insufferable. It was insufferable. Primarily not. And I always think King gets the big blame for this. But it was but, JBL. But it was because JBL was butting into King's space. He was like, awful. Yeah. It was oh, like, go Maggle. away. They're having fun, Maggle. I love when the crowds boo Roman Reigns. I hate when JBL starts talking about things that they, they're going to do after the show. It's like, yeah, I'm not here sometimes. to listen to how you and Cole are buddies off camera. Yeah, that was bad, like, too. enough. That was bad, too. Yeah. You know who's worse? Don West. Fuck Don West. He sucked. He takes them both out right there. Yes! 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 Don West is awful. But you know what? I can, I can one-up your Don West. Okay. Steve Carino. Super kick! <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Super kicks! I know people think that's good. No. They're wrong. <laughs> He's just overall bad. I think yeah. Steve Carino, I'm, I'm like, I'm not even, we don't even have to say much. Steve Carino is just annoying. Yes. And I cannot 
I hate he's on there. Like, okay, you please, know what? Like, please, he is bad. I'll turn my key. Yep. Die, die, die. There you go. Steve Carino's number one you on throw there. throw the Duke on there while we're at it. I don't think we're going to get too much lower than those two. Yeah. So, okay, you know what? Folks, if you've never listened to Duke Doherty, Pete, the Duchess of Dorchester. No, du- the Duke, Duke of Dorchester. <laughs> I always call him the Duchess. Is he a lady? <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> maybe. He's almost unlistenable. Like, <laughs> yeah. he ruins what like, you're listening to. Bad. Yeah. yeah. So, you know who else goes on there? The Duke is on there. Die, die, die. You know who I just thought of? Who? Rob Bartlett <laughs> from Raw. That was kind of good. If you're going to not allow Mike McGurk and all that to be on there. In Oklahoma. That, yeah, he was like, what, five episodes of Raw or something? Uh, it was the first three months, but okay, point yeah, taken. Yeah. Point taken. All right, so I won't put him on there. Now, I wouldn't put Mooney or Hayes on there. No, no, no. I know people like to say they're bad, but they're just not listening. They're, they're lovable. They're not listening. Yeah, there's things going on there. And they're, plus, they're, they're fun in those segments in they between. They are. Yeah. People that crap on the, either of the two of them, you're just not listening, folks. Just take a listen. Yeah, you have to just... They're charming. You, you have to just enjoy it. They try to put the matches over. They really yeah. do. They you know, try. Speaking of boys, though, you know who's really, really bad? Who's really bad? Josh Matthews. Have you heard him on, oh, on TNA? TNA? He is so bitter yeah, that he is. like he doesn't work like that's just unprofessional and bush league to me. Like it is. Speaking of hyenas, have you ever tried to grill a hyena? Uh, no. Cover here by Jade Hooks Bullflakes. No one ever has, but that's a great segue for me to remind everyone to catch an all-new episode of Barbecue Pitmasters. But the thing is, is, he was good at one point. Yeah, until his nose bled, and then <laughs> that was the end of him. He was good with Matt Stryker. A lot of people don't like Stryker. I like him. Yeah, I can't throw Stryker on there. No. Especially I've, in Lucha. Um, I like Vampiro. Also yeah, I know I know Vampiro does get a lot of flack, though, which <laughs> he's, is funny. He's annoying. Like, I he is annoying. But I feel like that's, like, the purpose of Vampiro. Like, bro, what the fuck? Yeah, like, he just curses. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> like, oh, we're on El Rey. We can say whatever we want. Like, Shit. Yeah. <laughs> this is bullshit. Yeah. The <laughs> clock is at two. You're right. He's not down. You're right. Whoa. How do you really feel? Yeah, and the fact that he... I mean, you can't even put Vampiro in just because he's, like, a character yes, on the show on he's top a of it. Like, he's actually, like, a person yeah. that, like, there's, like, a background yeah. story, and, like... He's crazy. Like, he's, he's got pills. pills. <laughs> like, what announcer is on pills? Like, that, and they, they talk about it. Like, so no Vampiro. Okay, no striker. No striker, yeah. Todd Grisham? He, eh, fuck Todd. He's so vanilla that it doesn't matter. <laughs> he can't With even, him, it's like, who cares? Mike Animley? Oh, oh shit! You yeah. did it! You did it! Yeah. No, no, no! You're right. Yeah. You're Some right. Elevation on that dick. Yeah. You're making me crazy. All we talked about. Reach him and out his... and touch someone. Wow. He did it long enough too to justify yeah. Oh, being yeah, on yeah, this. Yeah. It was he like a for, year. He, he, however long it was. Yeah, it was on ECW for he quite was on a long weekly time. Weekly television. Yeah. yeah. Long enough, and he. Let's compare him. Worse than Joey Styles. Oh yeah. Okay. Far worse. Because he replaced Joey Styles, right? Right. Worse to listen to than Michael Cole. Mm. What? <laughs> yeah. Come on. Well, at least Adam Lee's entertaining. He had a good he, voice. Because I he, always he, say. Well, Adam Lee's entertaining for all the wrong reasons, but yes. But he's, Come on. He's better. He's worse than Cole. Yeah. Okay. Worse than JBL. Mm. Uh. Well, JBL is just a constant annoyance. <laughs> like he is. He's like a ring in your ear that won't go away. <laughs> There's like worse people. Like Booker on the T current- was pretty bad, by the way. <laughs> 
he was Booker bad. T I'm makes sorry. Me he laugh, was though. bad though. Booker T makes me laugh just because it's like he he just garbles his words a lot. And Stevie Ray was bad on Thunder too in the nineties. That's a good pick, but Stevie Ray not long enough, right? No, I mean yes, but no. Yeah. If if Big Adam Booty like, Daddy, whatever he says. Now we've only put two very very bad color commentators on there before we try to throw any more on. Can you think of any? Really bad play-by-play guys. I know you mentioned Cole. Anyone mm. else that regularly did play-by-play that was awful? Well, wasn't Adam Lee supposed to be play-by-play? Oh, you right. Was yeah. not. Yeah, the, no, no. Was Adam Lee was play-by-play. You're right. So then, Josh Adam, Matthews is th- play-by-play. I think Adam Lee would be the worst. Bruce Pritchard was pretty terrible. Yeah, that was so brief. Yeah, that was that, that's so he doesn't count. Yeah, he was okay. <laughs> Stan Lee was okay. Oh, you know who somebody we're forgetting? Who? Um, superstar Billy Graham. Oh uh, yeah! Oh, and Piper. Uh, Graham's worse than Piper. Yeah, he Piper's bad. Yeah, ah, <laughs> yeah. but Graham's like always like. And then my my god, Daddy Damarocco. Yeah, it's like the worst version of Dusty on commentary. He hit a solid rock, brother. A piece of marble. Look at Damar. I love that man like a brother. He's come to my aid and saved my literally my resting career, my life, my health, my spirits. I love that man like a brother. It is. It's like Dusty, but like the worst version of him. What about like Billy Cruz or whatever? Chris Cruz is okay. Yeah, you don't mind him. Michael what about Hayes. Stan Lane? He was good. Yeah. He was. He was yeah. pretty good. Michael Hayes. Uh, he was fine. Sonny. <laughs> she only did shotgun a few times. Yeah. Jim Cornette was okay. No, Jim Cornette was fine. You know what? You might be on to something here. Adam with, Lee? With, no, no. What? With Billy Graham. Oh, Billy Graham, yeah. Both could be on there. That but. is somewhat... No, I know. But here's the thing. Adam Lee, he had a brief little... Well, I guess Graham didn't I, do it long either, but like... Yeah. Billy Graham... He should have been better. Like that's, Should have been like, better. That's what's more frustrating about it, is like, why does he suck so much? I'll tell you one thing. One reason I don't like to watch, uh, I think it's SummerSlam Slam 88. 88, is because he's the commentator. That's exactly what I was just going to say. If that's a re- like, that's a classic show. Yes, it is. If you don't want to watch it because of the commentator, that's right. then he falls in line, right? Put him in there. Get you him. You know what? Billy Graham sucked as an announcer. There's yeah. no way around it. He's in Death Valley. Yeah. Die, die, die. Right. I want to make a point real quick, because I've read people on certain blogs and things like that that say the announcers don't matter. It matters tremendously. Yeah, you're and full we, of shit if you think that. Yeah, we... You know what? Watch we, a movie with the sound down then, too, we while you're at shows it. where it was insufferable it matters. because of the announcing. They're your narrators. They're your hosts. I they mean, carry you through. I think one of the primary examples of just the bomb of bad announcing teams yeah. was Bruce Pritchard, Mike McGurk, and Duke Doherty on one team Yeah, that for that show. That was when, rare. Yeah, I know it was rare, but I'm just saying that puts the point out there that like, go listen to that yeah, and, and see how like matter. insufferable it is. Like, exactly. It's just like, even though there's like probably stuff you might want to see on that show, right. you don't want to see it because they're there. I agree. Now, I used to not like Rod Trongard, but I came around on him. He's fine. He is. Yeah, he's okay. <laughs> Trying to think of anyone. We have one spot open, right? Yeah. It might have to go to Adam Lee, but again, I feel almost bad because he, he, he was in over his head. Joe. I know. He, he should have been better because he at least did the news and stuff. Like, <laughs> like being a commentator should be like second nature. Everything he did was bad in the <laughs> it's WWE. True. Like, it's true. All right. Is he worse than Josh Matthews? Yes. <laughs> what about Larry Zbysko? That's see. Here's why I want to lean with the uh, Zabisco, is because this dude did pay per views <laughs> and he was on weekly television stuff. for way too long. He did a lot, a lot of things. I almost feel like Adam. You're Lee just gets gonna a pass. say you're gonna say he gets a pass, but I mean, he did every ECW for like a while, not that long. 
you have to remember that that was on every week. Yeah, but he only was, a, he was only the announcer for like three or four months on ECW. He was around for a year, but he only did. You say you're really going to tell me that Nabisco is worse than Mike Adamley, one of the like most notably bad things of, in everything <sighs> he did. I hate Larry. I know. But he might not be worse than Adamley. <sighs> He's not a worse announcer than Mike Adamley. You're, yeah. you're correct. Mike Adamley didn't even know what he was doing. <laughs> <laughs> Like, he was, it's basically like, let's do Art Donovan for four months instead of one show. Like, you know what, Quinn? <laughs> With that said, I don't think I could argue. You nailed it. Die, die, die. Yeah. He's on there. Folks, that's our Death Valley <laughs> of professional wrestling commentators. Let us know. I'm sure we've overlooked some people. Yep. We do this on the fly here. Right. Let us know. You can tweet at us at OVP Podcast. You can email us at OVP Podcast at Gmail. Dot com and or of course, leave a comment yes. on the website ovppodcast.com. We'll be right back after this. The beak on Frankie, huh? Kind of reminds me of your nose. Oh, yes, my the nose. But my nose? Yeah. You're insinuating I have a big nose, McMahon? Sort of a unique nose. It's just been splattered across your face several you know, times. You know, you know what they say out in Hollywood about me, McMahon? You, you know, know why is it everything you with know you why, is Hollywood? You know why I'm going to make it out there, McMahon? Why? Because I have Paul Newman's eyes, oh. I have Kirk Douglas's chin, and I have Robert Duvall's haircut. How can I miss? You have Fatty Arbuckle's rear end as well. Listening to our vantage point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast, the fastest growing weekly episodic retro wrestling audio podcast in the world. And welcome back, wrestling fans, to our vantage point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Quinn, it's time for our last segment. We're reviewing something. Wow. Yeah, I know. This is the exciting part of the show, don't you think? This is the fan favorite <laughs> moment. Yes, exactly. They, they wrote in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, not this time, for this one. No, yeah. this time, this is our pick, uh, not a fan request. Although we do have those. Yeah. This time we sat down and we watched WCW Pro from <laughs> January 18th, 1992. But there is a caveat here. Yes, a very special caveat. We did not just watch WCW Pro. No, no, no. We watched the WGN Chicago version. Which, by the way, I didn't know that this was a separate thing going in. I'm not going to act like I was some smart guy and right. thought, let's get the Chicago version because <laughs> yeah. it's different. Like, no. <laughs> right, right. We just, we were we looking for like it. WCW Pro, like 91 or 92-ish. Yeah. And now, we bumped into this. It's from Rassel Real. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but you know what? I think we are because- It's on the public it's YouTube. It's on the public YouTube. So it's yeah. from Rassel Real. We don't have an endorsement from him or anything. No. And- what was WCW Pro? It was a syndicated show that started in 1986, and basically, I don't know what level, Quinn and I were trying to figure it out. It's not their A or B show, it's mid It's like a C show. Yeah, it's a C show. It's either like their challenge or they're all American. It's like Velocity or something. (laughs) Okay, fine. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And it was uh, syndicated from 86 to 98, believe it or not. Yeah. I don't a know long, who, a long time. I don't know who was watching it. I was very surprised to hear 1998 that people were still watching WCW Pro. It is a little strange, a little uh, a little odd. Yeah, but there was also a couple of localized versions that aired in the, the early 90s. One of them was sent to WPIX Channel 11 in New York. Yep, our market. And there was another one that was sent to WGN, the Superstation Chicago. 
Now, would you like to elaborate on the differences between the two? Yeah, because the, I think they're very significant in this case. The main difference is that the the New York version used the announcers Jim Ross, right. who we mentioned, and Paul Hannon, who we mentioned. Right. The Chicago version featured Tony Schiavone and a Chicago Cubs broadcaster, not Harry Perry, Jack Brickhouse. Yes. We'll get to the, all that. Brick. So. <laughs> House. Yeah. So. We have a cold open here from last week, and it opens with a dangerous alliance. Beating, they're beating the crap out of the stinger. They and are. some other guy, too. I don't... I think I it might have been Bagwell. I couldn't catch it, because, yeah. like, his head was, like, in a headlock. <laughs> yeah, we couldn't tell they, who it was. And they weren't really saying his name. They, right. D- d- that's bad. Yes. Like, why wouldn't you at least t- tell <laughs> I, us who it is? I think it might have been Bagwell. Now, we always like to talk about the intros to these shows. There isn't one. I don't think I saw <laughs> one. Yeah. There's no intro, so we no, can't comment on there it. There is no intro. Yeah. We just open with a match. This is a match. Yeah. And it's Quinn. It's a WCW US Tag Team champion. We don't even get the real tag champs on this show. <laughs> the United States Tag Champs. It's the Young Pistols, and that is Steve Armstrong, not even Brad. <laughs> Steve Armstrong and Tracy Smothers. Can I say something about these two? Yes. I know they're not ripping off the smoking guns because they're not out It's before yet, the smoking guns. But they're like... A worse version <laughs> than them. They're like glittery and golden and, and stupid. Just as mullety. Yeah. And just, just as, as crappy. <laughs> now, they've recently turned heel, apparently. We gathered that from I a guess. commentary. Yeah. They're, they're facing the Patriots. This is a fantastic team. Oh, boy. It's not, it doesn't involve the Patriot either. Yeah. It involves Todd Champion. <laughs> <laughs> and can I say this name? Yes. Firebreaker Chip. <laughs> First of all, what is a firebreaker? What is a firebreaker? And who the hell calls himself Chip as a wrestler? <laughs> that doesn't sound intimidating. No, it doesn't. It's that was uh, Becky's first boyfriend on Roseanne. Yeah, that's true. Chip. What boyfriend? Chip. Well, we'll hear from Roseanne later on in this show. <laughs> Randy, I mean, it's true. Randy Anderson is the ref, and they've got the uh, stripey ref yes, shirt here. Yeah, they do. Interesting. And I had said, are the Patriots the prototype <laughs> for the WCW yeah. power plant? Yeah, what did you mean there? I, what I meant by that is that they just look like two guys that in the mid-90s, they would say, eh, they're from the power plant! Because <laughs> they're just muscly, like, <laughs> like generic, yeah. like, nothing. Nothing. Like, they're just guys they found off the street, like, that look muscular. And, and maybe can wrestle, we'll find out. Yeah. Now, we didn't get an intro, so we had to piece this together, but Shivani's by himself. <laughs> He's clearly by himself. So, Mr. Announcing. Brick, Brick House. House didn't show up. No, he did no, not. No, he's not there. This is just shitty. What? <laughs> this ruins the whole show for me. Right hand to the side of the head. Chip going after both men. I can't. Shivani by himself. Like, I'm bored in as the good first as, match. As good as Shivani is, he's not meant to be by himself. No, 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 no. The crowd, Quinn. They look like they're sitting at like an orthodontist <laughs> lecture. I yeah. swear they're they sitting there look bored. So bored. I, this must have been the seventeenth hour of taping at this point. I know that's my guess. They didn't even say if this is for the belts. By the way, did and, you notice that? Yeah, I, I was asking you this halfway through the match, yeah. I believe. And and I, I right here, I just say, man, Shivani sucks by himself. Which he does. You know, yeah. 
He does. Only a few people have pulled it off. One of them is Joey Styles. Yeah, Joey know? Styles is probably the best single man team of all time. Unless you like Suplays. But Suplay was with other people sometimes, sometimes, most of the time. Now, Quinn, you said to me the Sexy Pistols, what are they called? I can't remember their names, so that says a lot about them. Like, <laughs> like they literally just told us, and I'm like, who are these people? <laughs> and then you said to me, why is this so boring? I don't even have any comments. It's awful. We were sitting there for the first match, and usually me and you are bantering back yes. and forth. We were just, like, silently watching a headlock. Like, there was just nothing to say. It's true. Now, I want to say about Firebreaker Chip, his tights say chip in glitter. Yep. <laughs> and then I say, I didn't realize Tracy Mo- Smothers had a clone. Wait, which one's Tracy Smothers? <laughs> that was the best. <laughs> and I think it was actually Steve Armstrong that yeah. was in the ring when you said that. I, c- I can't tell the difference. They did look the same. Yes, they did. Now, there is one highlight, Quinn. You noted it. There's a drop kick into a belly-to-back suplex that gets two for Smothers and Steve. Right. It was a, a cool good, finisher. Good, it could have been. Could have been finisher. Yeah. And then I say, how did they find a way to bore the shit out of me in less than five minutes? That's true. Seriously, there was like, like this was like switch the channel television. Like, it was, this was like it was I was awful, and not that they were competing. It was probably on at like Saturday at like two in the afternoon or something. <laughs> probably. Yeah. Um, Chip is so shitty. Honestly, his name is just better off being Potato Chip. And then I said, I and this literally happened. I yeah. said, actually, I want some potato chips. So I went to the the closet there, the pantry, yes. and I got um some beer, beer and brought potato chips. Which, by the way. Lay's usually, like, really blows it with these custom flavors. Joe, you can confirm. You made me try one. You were very apprehensive about trying it. Well, because I've dealt with the chicken and waffles. Right, exactly. (laughs) And then you tried it, and you were like, wow, these are really good. And I would would say they're akin to the uh, Works potato chips from the 90s. The Ruffles. Ruffles Works. Those were excellent. They're very close. It's the closest I've seen to the Works. I agree with you. Excellent chip. Yeah. So you come back in Quinn and you're like, what did I miss? A chin lock? And that's exactly what was happening when I came back. <laughs> now, the best part of this match, this sums up the show. Chip gets the hot tag <laughs> to like zero reaction. No one cares. Yeah. No one cares. And I, I go, here comes Robert Gibson. What's the name of this guy? Sergeant Craig Pittman. <laughs> I couldn't. He he was like military man. I just didn't. Todd I champion. Still, what's his name? Todd, Todd champion, champion. Todd Champion. Yeah. So the Sex Pistols get the win after whatever. I yeah. don't know. And and then I say, you're telling me that that guy came in off a hot tag and gets pinned with a light punch to the face? That's pretty much what happened. It was was embarrassing. Hot tag, no one cares. Punch. Light punch, no less. So then we cut to Shivani, finally. (laughs) Yeah. Now, first of all, Quinn, you noted he has this puffy short hair. Yeah, it's like more like golden brown like it's been sitting in the sun or something <laughs> an obvious green screen behind him yeah but i mean it's no worse than like challenger or oh anything no no, no like i that. know yeah uh, so our next match is <laughs> <laughs> your notes are good here it says mr hughes with harley hughes versus big josh all right so i obviously met harley race yes you did so it's mr hughes a yeah. Second of all, Quinn, you took issue with him being yeah, managed. Yeah, I said, why does Mr. Hughes need a manager? Isn't he basically a manager? <laughs> it's a manager with a manager wrestling. Yeah, and of course, we all know your grudge against Harley Race to begin with. Well, I mean, he did cut me in line. <laughs> 
He's a big jerk. So he's fighting Big Josh. That's Matt Bourne. I- I'll speak on him in a little while. But we immediately after the entrances, we throw to a completely backstage promo, not an yeah, insert this promo. This is weird because this should have belonged in a little box at the yeah. bottom or something. Yeah, but it, instead, it's an, inter- an interview by Eric Bischoff with Rude, <laughs> Austin, and Paul Lee. Yep, the Dangerous Alliance yep. part of them. Austin, we notice, he looks like an idiot back This is there. right before like he became anything. Mm-hmm. At this point, he's just like a young hot shot, and he just stares into the sky and doesn't... Why is he yeah. there? But he's got like that shitty blonde hair. Yeah, the his long, hair looks like crap. And he's got like the Greg Valentine robe. Like yeah. He just looks stupid. Just not his look. No, but a good promo by Paul, as yeah. always. And then I go, why did we have to prolong Big Josh versus Mr. Hughes for this? Exactly. It could have been an insert promo, shave some time off the show. Now, why is an average-sized guy, Matt Bourne, the original doink... WrestleMania 1. And WrestleMania 1. Why is he called Big Josh? I don't get it. He's not big. I'm I'm not really sure. Um, And his (laughs) opponent... You know, yeah, much bigger. Much bigger now, than Quinn, him. You told me Big Josh is like a name you would have thought of while doing backyard wrestling as yes, a kid. Yes, I mean, that's the generic name some kid, like, I'm the swashling swashbuckler or something, and you have like a creative name, and then your friend goes, I'm Big Bill. Like, like you know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's what, what Big Josh means to me. It was like a lumberjack gimmick, but yeah. he kind of looked like Skinner with a blue shirt. He just was Skinner. Like, <laughs> Skinner doink, whatever. Hey, doink did... uh was played by Skinner. <laughs> yeah. We can't tell if the ref's Nick Patrick. It wound up not being Nick Patrick, but I couldn't tell. It wasn't him. It was like Randy Anderson or it something. It wasn't Randy Anderson either. It was some other guy. He looked like the Pringles guy. <laughs> this is awful, by yeah, the way. Yeah, this is a horrible match. So, so Vader runs in and nails Josh for the DQ. Yeah, good. Prompting you to say, like, Quinn, why? Yeah, I say, may I ask <laughs> yeah. why Mr. Hughes needs help against Big Josh? <laughs> right. Like, why? It's Mr. Hughes. It's Big Josh. <laughs> Who's not big? Tiny Josh. His name's not even really Josh. Little Josh. <laughs> Little Osh, Oshkosh Bagosh Josh. So Vader and Hughes do the beatdown on Big Josh yeah. or Oshkosh Bagosh. Yeah. And the Steiners charge in to fight them off. And right. I swear the crowd's still not reacting to no, anything. No, no, no. This is, you know, we're in hour number 17. Yeah. And they, they're done with this. <laughs> they, they don't care. I just want to stay for the record because I usually do this. The ring announcer is the one and only Gary Michael Capel, yes, by the way. Famous ring announcer yep, uh WWF announcer. and wcw yep so we get our next match uh one of them is good it's cactus jack <laughs> and the other is not el gigante Oof. so otherwise known as giant gonzalez yes. in the world wrestling federation that's right the world wrestling yeah. federation what is this do- what is this doing <laughs> on tv now okay i i was i had a little hope that maybe foley could carry Gigante to something no here. one can no <laughs> no they can't now so, nick patrick's yes. the ref by and, the way and this is where i say mick foley versus giant gonzalez is something i never wanted to see why would you waste foley's talents on this i totally agree with yeah, you quinn that's what i had said i i don't get why you would waste foley on this the thing with, with and i said this to you while we were watching mm-hmm. the thing with el gigante giant gonzalez whatever you want to call him that WCW missed, and Vince, I mean, they put him in a stupid bodysuit, but they portrayed him right. <laughs> yeah. They try to pl- 
portray this seven foot whatever guy as like a regular wrestler. Yeah, it's like a happy go lucky face. Right. That does wrestling like, moves. Almost like he's unaware that he's like t- taller yeah. than everybody. When you have a guy over seven feet tall, he kills people in eight seconds. He squashes. shouldn't be skipping to the ring like <laughs> all happily in tights and like yeah. short tights. Like I'm here. Yeah. Like in like what? No. He, he should have been a heel. What is he a cruiserweight? Like <laughs> right. It's stupid. He, he came out like freaking Alex Wright or yeah. something. You know he should have been a he should have been a heel. Yeah. And he should have killed people in short squashes. Yeah. Exactly. Not fight cactus in like a struggle. Right. Did you know how how stupid Nick Patrick's hair was? Yeah. And he didn't have the mustache either. He just awful. Yeah. He didn't look right. So this <laughs> this is where I noticed. I say there's a guy. Well, you had said there's a guy in the crowd picking his nose, right. and then I noticed right next to him that there's season one Roseanne just like there like Roseanne from the show Roseanne like sitting next to him it looks just like her I swear it was real it's not really Roseanne yeah I'm like do you believe this like I couldn't believe it so Higante hits Jack with a big foot Shivani. Shivani. that I love Shivani but sometimes he just says some really stupid crap oh wait a minute wait was El Higante wrestling barefoot no Oh, okay. He had boots on. Oh, then it's a big boot, Shivani. Oh, it's a big not a, foot. Not a big foot. Big foot is the guy that walks through the woods and he's all hairy. It's when you dropkick someone big feet. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes, I don't. it is, actually. So Mr. Mullet uh, here, Nick Patrick, DQ's L Gigabyte yeah. for <laughs> claw holding on, on the ropes. Well, like, what was that? It was for like three seconds, too. Like, it wasn't even very long. It was he, very yeah. abrupt. He had the claw hold on Cactus Jack for like... I guess a little bit too long for Nick Patrick's liking. Uh, like, but Cactus was on the ropes. So yeah. That's why he was counting. Right, but it was just like it shouldn't yeah. have been a DQ. Anyway, the jobbers now hit the ring. Like random yeah. jobbers hit the ring to try to pull Higante <laughs> off of him, and then Abdullah the Butcher wanders in, toddles and, in. Yeah, really, and hits El Higante with a mop. A mop. I swear it's a mop. This is real. They try to say it's like some, like, I don't know, ceremonial stick stick or something. It's a mop. It literally has, like, a mop on the end of it. Like, it's (laughs) It's a mop with a rug wrapped around it. But they're not going to tell you that. And And then, then even though Abdullah. Saves Cactus Jack. Yeah, Cactus Jack good. attacks him. Yeah, a lot of Nuska and <laughs> and and then they're just like fighting all over the place. Quinn, you you have a problem with Abdullah? And I go, what is the appeal of Abdullah the Butcher? He looks like shit. Like <laughs> seriously, like why is he considered so terrible? Like he bleeds on people. Like he has forks in his tights. Yeah, I, he's always got stuff hanging out of his fat tights, and his his boobs are. You really don't hey, like I, him. I just don't get him. Maybe some. Maybe I'm missing something. I've seen a, a bunch of Abdul the Butcher stuff, and like I remember him being hyped on the internet back in the day. Yeah, and I was like, I didn't get it. I still don't get. it. I still don't get it either. Yeah. No, I didn't realize this. Doug Dillinger is somehow already there. <laughs> yeah, this is really good. And then some. <laughs> and then as we as they pass by Doug Dillinger rolling to the back some ref starts choking Abdullah the Butcher what was that? Like, it's like the reverse of what should be happening they're like choking each other. they're like Barton Homer Simpson yeah. or something I, I, I was very taken aback <laughs> I had to rewind it yeah you didn't believe me almost like I was like I can't believe this why like, were the ref and Abby choking each yeah. other it was amazing so then Quinn your favorite part of the show <laughs> we cut to the wrestling news network the WNN with <laughs> Gordon Sole yeah and then I say he's Larry King (laughs) like it looked like the Larry King live interview thing from the 90s like 
with the CNN logo that's WWN instead. And it's blue instead of and yellow. And Gordon has got the Larry King glasses on. <laughs> like, it's just Larry King Live, Wrestling Edition. And honestly, who even cares what he's saying? It's just some yeah. bullshit to fill time. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, Lex Luger won WCW Magazine's Wrestler of the Year. What a high honor. <laughs> WCW World Heavyweight Champion Lex Luger received another award this past week when he was named WCW's Magazine Wrestler of the Year. WCW magazine? Yeah. It's not even WWF magazine? Or like the Wrestling Observer or like res- the Wrestler or any of those. The Inside Wrestling. Wait, wait, wait. What did you just say the to a- me, Quinn? The Aftermags? No, no, no. You can't say that. You know why? Why? Don't call them the Aftermags. Because Bill After says so. Okay, Bill. <laughs> so then we get comments from the uh, line cutter himself, Harley Race. Harley Race. Yeah. He um, talks. And he I mean, looks... <laughs> Speaking of Roseanne. Yeah, I say he looks like Dan Connor. Like from why is this such a heavily Roseanne influenced episode of WCW Pro? I don't know, but I'm fine with Roseanne. Yeah. Especially in ninety two was great. <laughs> anyway, suplay, 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 suplay here, and then we get a clip of a Vader versus El Gigante in Japan. So I guess this explains why El Gigante um has like a patch on his like face or whatever he was, when he came. We didn't mention that. He was burned by Vader's like mask chest Shield protector thing yeah. that, from Power Rangers that he has yeah uh, next week i look at super brawl 2 wrestlemania 2 <laughs> i'm gordon sully suplex <laughs> yeah so our next match Quinn, oh boy you love this it's first of all the jobber is doug taylor like james elworth but older <laughs> it's, it's it's quite remarkable how like usually jobbers have a certain level of bad this guy just looked like he didn't belong there he looked fat like yeah. he, he looked like he was their accountant yeah. That somehow, like, they were like, oh, crap, we don't have a wrestler to fight PN News. Can mm-hmm. you go out there, Ted? And he did. <laughs> so, and he looked like shit. PN News is his opponent. Yeah. What was PN News? He was horrible. That's yeah. what he was. And <laughs> he everyone was basi- knows it. <laughs> he was basically like, remember Mabel and Mo? Yeah. He was that, but just before and yeah. fatter. And worse. Yeah. Literally like, way somehow more, worse. Like, like, when I say fat, like, I like big guys like Vader and stuff, but he's not fat. He's, like, big and in yeah. shape. PN News is, like, literally, like, looks, like, obese. Right. Like, like his stomach is hanging over, like, by a the lot. Floor. Yeah. Like, it's, so, ba- it's bad. It's so not good. He gets on the mic and he, um, he raps on a golden mic. Yeah, WCW wasting money once again on PN News. Yo, baby, yo, baby, yo. Yo, baby, yo, baby, yo. PN News looks like a horrible attempt at anything, I say. <laughs> At anything. Yeah. <laughs> now, a big, giant, fat top rope splash gets the win for yeah, PN like News. Yeah, second. Quinn, I'm afraid I've got some <laughs> PN News. Yeah, PN News won. <laughs> so. Then we get Jack Brickhouse bonus. Brick. House. What is the Jack Brickhouse bonus, Quinn? It's him talking like he's <laughs> giving like you know like when Mickey Rooney would talk on freaking sixty minutes or no, whatever. First of all, I didn't catch that when you said it initially. It's Andy Rooney. Sorry, no. whatever his name is. When Andy Rooney would talk on uh sixty minutes, it's like yeah. literally the same thing with his signature on the corner yeah. of the screen and he's just saying stuff about Marcus Alexander yeah. Bagwell. You ever notice that Marcus Bagwell oh, that's that's Andy Rooney. Yeah. Mickey but yeah, Mickey he's Rooney. talking about um Marcus Bagwell trying to fight Steve Austin or something. Who cares? Who cares? The main event, I put that in quotations here because it's WWE Pro. Yeah. <laughs> the main event is next. And it's Bobby Eaton. Yep. Stunning Steve Austin. And ravishing Rick Rude. Recent now, Hall that's of Famer. Nice. Yeah, that's right. With uh, Ducey, Medusa. Yeah, they've got Medusa and with Paul them. Heyman. And they're facing the Sterling team. <laughs> 
of Marcus Alexander Bagwell. That immediately makes it less sterling. Yes. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, however. Good. And Sting. Good. Good names. Good, Good names. names in this match. Decent main event for this. Yeah, and you know what? Shivani drops some, something funny here. He says Sting is the people's champion. I kind of like that. Yeah, he's the rock. He's the rock. Yeah. If you smell what he's cooking. Now, this version of Austin, we talked about how crappy he looked. Yeah. He really does. He reminds me of like 95, 96 Triple H or something. Yeah, it's just like he's like, he, he looks like the, he they want him to be relevant, but yeah. he isn't yet. Kind of like when Triple H first joined DX, and you're like, yeah. what is this clown doing yeah, it's with like, Shawn Michaels? This guy? Yeah. And it's like the same with Austin here. And you know what? I mean, I under- Austin has said in the past, like, oh, this yeah. was when he was, like, paying his dues and learning oh, business. Oh, yeah. So, like, I'm not going to, like... No, it's no fault this of is, his. Yeah, this is... He's new. Like, he's new, and he's still good. <laughs> he's good. He's good in the ring. He just doesn't have the charisma down yet. Yeah. And that's he, cool to see, because we know how capable he was later on yeah absolutely now quinn do you remember this rick root has the most comedic selling of a wrist oh, yeah. i've ever seen yeah he like dances around he's like, and, oh, oh, yeah yeah <laughs> and he's you know reaching for medusa yeah. and crying on and a blah, blah, blah. wrist yeah. lock yeah. on a wrist lock from ricky steamboat who right. by the way steamboat has his haircut like mo from the three <laughs> it's just because of the bangs he has like a mo bowl cut you're wrong quiz kid hey quinn did you know yeah bagwell sucks then now and forever <laughs> he, he should be in the wwe logo <laughs> yeah. bagwell then now forever sucks yeah <laughs> now this is decent no it's not bad you actually compared it to like a typical feature contest it's typical would... feature contest it could be like the last match on a coliseum tape you yeah know, like exactly the, the, yeah that's austin much... looks like shit it's also I say Austin does look like shit. It's mainly his hair and his tights, not his wrestling. No, his wrestling is good. He's got, like, fine. The flowery short tights. Yeah, it, he's converting from the gimmick when he. I think he had Lady Blossom with yeah, him. Yeah, his I original. Think, yeah, so he's being converted into this kind of like slick kind of thing. The stunning Steve with the short hair that happens soon. The very shorter, soon. Very very soon. The actually. Hollywood Blondes he, version. Yeah, he's close. And you know what, Quinn? How is Paul Heyman only twenty six here? Yeah. Isn't that weird? It is weird, but I mean, Paul grew up like the rest of us. I mean, but he looks like old already, don't you think? He always had an air about him. And I actually he thought didn't it have was hair a, about him. No, but sure. I, I always thought it was a good way that he looked like he knew what he was doing because he looked older. Yes. Like, even when he was young. He looked and, like he'd been around the block. Right, and I actually like that about Paul Heyman. Sure. I mean, I, I'm not looking at Paul Heyman for his looks. Like he, <laughs> No one is. Yeah, so, it's you know, I'm not, I'm not going to get upset that no. he looks old at 26. He he looks actually, like, pretty good. Like a, like I know. a, vet, a veteran. I'm just know? saying, I was, I was 26 five years ago. Yeah. You know, it's just weird. Like he could have looked like that. <laughs> So the big angle here for this match is is the sting and rude angle. Yeah. To the point where, like, remember Paul E. Dangerously is trying to hold back sting from fight or hold back rude from fighting sting? Yeah. Like, Do you remember they're, that? They're and, like Medusa and Paul and like the whole team. Like, yeah. Yeah. They were saving this because I know that at Super Brawl 2, I guess that was. Yeah. Super Brawl 2, um, sting wins the title from Luger. Right. So I think he goes on to feud them with Rick Rude. So they, they they knew what they were doing here. They did. Somebody who whoever was booking was Which, smart. I yeah. mean, they didn't have much to work with because PN News is there and stuff. But, <laughs> and El Gigante. Yeah. I can't recall who was booking Quinn. Yeah. I know that Kip Fry, it was still during his era. After he was in Jim charge, Hurd. but I don't think he was booking. Was Kevin Sullivan maybe booking at this point? Ooh, you know what? That's a good guess. I know someone. Some, hey, if you guys know, let us know. We're yeah. happy to hear who it I was. I always thought Kevin Sullivan was actually a pretty good booker. He was okay. I don't know if I'd call him pretty good. He was all right. He's okay. Was Dusty booking again, or was he done? I don't know. I really don't know. It at this wasn't point. Flair because Flair was gone. If you know, 
Let us yeah, know. If you know, let us know. Right. Anyway, to finish the match here, Eaton does a big top rope leg drop onto Bagwell, of course. Like, right. um, Bagwell was fighting Austin, so he does a leg drop onto Bagwell. Austin gets the pin. Right. And then put Rude, over Austin. Yeah, yeah, put over Austin. And who cares if Bagwell takes yeah, the pin? Yeah, he sucks. Then Rude gets a chair for, like, really no reason. He yeah. tries to just kill Bagwell with it, but yeah. Sting makes a save. Isn't there a comment here where somebody says that the chair weighs, like, a lot or something? Or is that... Or, Shivani said really that at heavy some point. Chair. It's like a heavy steel chair, yeah. yeah. Then we cut... Yeah, there's more. Yeah. After the main event. To this stupid promo. <laughs> yeah. With Eric Bischoff and Barry Windham. Who looks... Very old and tired here. I think we're yeah. at the tail end of Wyndham being and he's like not a that pro- old. Yeah, That's I a always sad thought thing. The, I, I was always concerned with why Wyndham kind of just fell off. I don't know if maybe he had a medical issue. I, I I don't know, but I don't mean this to sound like insensitive. But is he still alive or no? I I want to say he is. Yeah, I'm, I don't mean that to be like mean. I just haven't heard anything. Yeah, about I, I want to say he's still around, but okay. I could be wrong. He. You and I were talking, Quinn. I guess this is a good time to mention this. It was weird because Barry Windham kind of just disappeared from the mainstream. Right. And all he ever did after his WCW run was like, you know, the stalker, the new blackjack. Yeah, just kind of a... a, It's weird. Yeah, he kind of just fell off and he was was kind of a job guy, really. And he was a big deal in the late 80s, early 90s. It's a very... I I never looked into what really happened to Barry Windham, and I, from all accounts, I know people like him. Yeah. So, like, I I'm wondering, you know, did something maybe his family? I right. I, I don't know. No, it, I don't he know just kind of fell off. He just kind of fell off. One, that's a mystery to me. He does. This is a mystery to me. He's got a sport jacket on over a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. In this interview is here. that kind of t-shirt too with the like pocket yeah. that, that were popular in the nineties. Yeah, I know exactly yeah. what you mean. The pocket, the left yeah. breast pocket. Anyway, right. the big thing here is they're promoting him against Stunning Steve. I wonder yeah. if that was any good. I don't really know too much about yeah. this era. And again, I said what happened to this guy's career. Yeah, it's but, just it's yeah. sad because he was a very good wrestler for yeah. a while. He yeah. was one of the Decent best wrestlers yeah, yeah. that they had. Yeah. Anyway, so we go back to Shivani to end it. This this sucked. Yeah, it wasn't. I'm sorry. It wasn't very. I, I'm going to put it out there. It wasn't the worst thing we've ever seen. No, it wasn't the worst thing we've ever seen, but it was so boring. Quinn, remember about halfway through, mm-hmm. we were considering just turning it off. It was one of the first times we were. It wasn't, like I said, it wasn't bad. It was just boring. Nothing to, it felt like there was nothing to report, really. Like, right. But I mean, there was some funny stuff in there, but. Oh, of course there yeah. was. I just want to set it in contrast. To what WWF was doing at the time, because WWF gets so much fucking flack for being bad after, like, 1990 or something. Right. Guess what was going on right around this time? It's something called the Royal Rumble 92. Yeah, one of the best ever. I mean, this is, I think, the same weekend. It, or yeah, maybe. it is. No, yeah. it is. It's the same weekend. I don't know if it's the same exact day or if it was a day after it was the right. Rumble, but it's the same weekend as Royal Rumble 92. One of the best. Where you've got Ric Flair. Hulk Hogan, Roddy right? Piper, Roddy Piper, The Undertaker, Sid, Randy Savage, Shawn Jake Roberts, Shawn Michaels, let alone like anything on the undercard, some good wrestling matches. Yeah. That's the star power, right? Right. Sergeant Slaughter, throw him in there. Why not? Yeah, right. He's Fine. there. WCW. Rick. I mean, uh, no offense to Rick Rude. He's great. But Rick Rude on his own. I mean, Rick without Rude? anybody to fight, really. Sting. Yeah. It's Steamboat. Mid card. Yeah. Vader. Still, he wasn't Vader Vader yet. You know yeah. what I mean? The push wasn't in effect yet. Right. He uh, he wasn't like the 93 Vader. I'll say this, though. They were doing more of an... inner. I could tell that they were really into the international idea with WCW at this point. Japan? 
Japan. Yeah, which is interesting. Like when you get Japan involved, it's never a bad thing because it's uh, not unless it's SWS. Yeah, but I'm saying like <laughs> it, it, if you're talking, they were talking about the IWGP title here. They weren't sure. talking about like they were talking about New Japan. No, New Japan. Yeah, yeah, they were absolutely. talking about good stuff. They were so. still co-promoting with them. Yeah. And they had a working yeah. agreement. Overall, it was just a very flat. Very uninspired show. Yeah. And it's almost like they knew the Royal Rumble was on and that they didn't matter that mm, week, maybe. You know what? Maybe that's a good point. Yeah. They were I mean, smart enough to Brick do that. Brickhouse kind of didn't even show up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Brick, just, Jack Brickhouse phones in an interview thing <laughs> yeah. or whatever. <laughs> Overall, yeah. I'll agree with you, Quinn. Not the worst thing we've ever watched. Definitely not. No. Not good. Not good. I mean, AWA for, or sorry, AWF from last week, infinitely more entertaining. Yeah. Much easier but watch. That's also because AWF was kind of a spectacle because you were like, what the hell is this? But it was fun. It yeah. flew by. This yeah. did not fly by. And this that's not to hard. say there wasn't good WCW stuff. I just no, think that this, this wasn't, wasn't it. it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, folks, let us know what you thought of this show. If you've seen it, maybe by any chance, or maybe this period of time, we'd like to hear about it. Check it out on Rassle Reel. But as far as OVP Podcast is concerned, you can find us at Twitter at OVP Podcast. You can email us at OVPPodcast.com. And, of course, you can go to our website, OVPPodcast.com. Yep. Leave us an iTunes review if you don't mind. We would love that. Yep. Yes, we would. And it helps people know about the it show. It helps people know about the show. So stay tuned, folks. We got Hall of Fame Bites in two days this Wednesday. And on Thursday, the one, the only, the net cop, Scott Keith, is going to talk to us about WrestleMania. Exciting stuff. Exciting stuff. So until then, folks, have a great rest of your day. Have a great rest of your week. We will see you in a couple of days. See ya. See ya. Fans, welcome back to Chicago's very own Channel 9. Our big six-man main event is coming up next. But right now, here's Jack Brickhouse and this week's Brickhouse bonus. Rookies come and go, but one that's sure to stay around for quite a while is the youngster Marcus Alexander Bagwell. Now, that's quite a name, isn't it? What sets him apart from most rookies? Well, it's simple. He's been trained by the best. Bagwell has learned his pro wrestling skills under the guidance of Mike Graham and Dustin Rhodes and Sting, and that's quite a resume. Already people are taking notice, and I'm not talking about just fans, I'm talking about promoters. Word has it that Bagwell is very close to signing a contract to buy for the World Television Championship, currently held by stunning Steve Austin. Now, if he gets the title shot, he'll become the youngest ever to wrestle for a major title in WCW. He's a very young, 21 years of age. We all wait and watch the career of a man to be champion very soon. Marcus Alexander Bagwell.